Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Jimmy Williams with Paul Hazelby. He's back. He's been on one of the rides of his life, the great man. He covered a lot of territory. He's looking a little bit tired, but it was all for a great cause, Hayes. It's great to see you. Oh, great to see you, Jim, and great to be back. I've been all over the countryside, 510 kilometres for the McDonald's ride for sick kids, of course, supporting Ronald McDonald House. And, geez, it was a challenge, a real challenge for me to get through. And to put in perspective, I actually did one day on this ride last year, which was 125 kilometres. I did no preparation for that last year and I was absolutely cooked. I had to be pushed just to get through. I had cramp in every muscle of my body and at times last year I just didn't want to be there. I wanted to pull out but I made a commitment to come back to do some work and I can report that I got through four days. 138 kilometres one day, 128, 130 and the last day 100 kilometres from Collie through to Dunsborough back to Perth and look I'm sore, the back sore, the bum sore, a lot sore but I'm here and uh, the cause made it all worth it. Now, what was your secret? How'd you get through? It's a lot of it's a lot of racing for someone who doesn't do a hell of a lot of exercise like myself. That is an enormous effort. Yeah, there's no substitute for hard work. I think that's what I realised going in uh, unprepared last year. Look, I did about 20 rides this year, built up to 50 kilometre rides, and that made a big difference. And I was able to get up the hills. Nobody assisted me this year, so I wasn't pushed along, and I was proud of that. But gee, there were some really tough times, some big hills that we had to go through, and the 148 kilometres we did in that one day was really, really tough. But there was times when you absolutely cruised and it's amazing how you get through as a team in cycling that we actually came into Mandra. It was the last 20 kilometres of that day I'm talking about and we were hightailing at 42 kilometres an hour almost for the last 20 kilometres coming into Mandra as a big group. It was fantastic to see that and just to see the stories too because there's a lot of uh, people that are on that ride that their kids have been in Ronald McDonald House. They've had some really tough times and the fundraising, the goal was to get to 500,000, Jimmy. I can report we're at 483,000, so 17,000 to go. There's still a month to go until people, we will stop the donating. So if you do want to donate for the cause, a great cause, of course, Ronald McDonald House, go to the house charities here in Perth and you can make those donations. Now, I heard you had a, a secret little utility, a, a secret thing that you used on your trip to get you through. Uh, Paddy Sweeney from Channel 9 um, was rooming with you and you had a, a massage gun. Now, for those who don't know what one of these things is can you explain yeah it's a thing you got it right there it's a big thing so it was like a (laughs) foot long it was a massage uh thing (laughs) vibrating massager that last year when i did it the biggest problem i had was the hip flexors Mm. and the itb and those muscles so they were cramping up so i thought hang on i'm going to take this thing with me and i took it in my bag my day bag so that i could use it at the end of the day and i would probably put in 40 minutes of work at the end of the day just to make sure those muscles were feeling good and i didn't cramp and i can report that uh, that wasn't 
wasn't the case. I didn't get any cramp. And we called it the Robbie Hadrill, who was a former teammate <laughs> of mine. A lot of country people out there would know Robbie. He's obviously involved in grain and selling your grain as well. So the drill, we called it, and that was the best thing that I could have done. And I'm bringing the drill back next year to do it again. Well, Paul Hayes, we were all very proud of you. Please get behind the cause. If you have a spare dollar to donate, it's for sick kids, uh, the Ronald McDonald House Charities. Paul Hayes, we and a whole bunch of other people did a f- fantastic job. What happened when I was away? Was there? Did I miss anything? Was there, there was uh, a there was trade a, week or something was that went th- down? This thing called trade week, yeah. Mm. Fremantle's got a new player, Jordan Clark. He's coming up later on in the show. And it was, it was, a, it was a doozy. It was late. It happened really, really late. Neither club wanted a, to budge. But uh, Peter Bell and Geelong, they got a deal done. So Jordan Clark will be at Fremantle next year. They always get there, don't they? They say, oh, no, we're not going to budge. But they always move, and it was a good uh, result for the Fremantle Football Club. And Irishman, too, is joining the Fremantle Dockers. I don't mind the look of that. But plenty more to come on the show. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hayes will be with you. And we touched on it in that segment, Hayes, before that it was trade week and Fremantle got Jordan Clark. But other than that, it was pretty quiet. Yeah, it was quiet. I'm going to have a dig, though. I want to have a dig. I've been waiting for this. Uh, Colin Young. Now, of course, he's the manager of Rory Lobb and Bobby Hill and also Sam Powell Pepper. Three players that were under contract and all tried to get out of their contract to go to other clubs for all different reasons. But now they have to go back to their clubs. It's not going to be easy. Ethan thought he could orchestrate a deal but before you start making those big moves and and putting the player under pressure because Rory Lobb now the fans are going to be against Rory Lobb because they know he doesn't want to be really at that football club and I know the issues around his, uh, his his partner that she wanted to go over to the east coast but you've got to do the due diligence to see if a deal can actually get done before you throw the deal out there in the public domain and I right. just thought from him and for Bobby Hill as well that was late in the piece albeit a few clubs did know about it that if you want to move a player do it early and try and get the interest. Make sure the deal can be completed before you actually go and uh, put that player under pressure. Because how do you feel those guys will feel now going back to their football clubs? And what are the clubs going to think at the end of next year? If I was them, I'd feel absolutely awful. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I'd be able to face my teammates. Obviously, you have to because mm. you're a contracted player. You've got to go back to the club. You've got to perform because you're getting paid to perform because you are a prof- you are a professional athlete. But there is that human side to it, Hayes. I, I really feel sorry for them. But this is where it gets interesting in trade week, isn't it? And this is why um, there's such uh, a big media coverage around it because the clubs, the clubs are speaking, the players are speaking, and more often than not, player managers are sort of having information fed out in whatever way they can do it. So I feel sorry for those players, um, but I just think there's also can we can there be a better way of doing it, Hayes? Like, can you see in the future? Do you see players being able to be traded? without their permission being granted because everyone says everyone says oh well you know what are contracts what do they mean anymore well they do mean something because those contracts actually kept those players at those clubs yeah i think it's too generous to the players and the afl players association have fought really hard to get it like that but i think it needs to come back the other way a little bit look you do want the opportunity i guess if you put yourself in that player's position to go and play and live where you want to but now they're dictating absolute terms when you look at bobby hill basically saying i want to go to eston well if you want to be close to your 
family. There's 10 clubs in, in Victoria. Victoria to be able to do that. That was a bit frustrating. But, look, I think it'll get there. We see it in American sports where they just walk into the office and say, you're off, you've been sold to this club. It probably won't be that dramatic, but I think there'll come a time where the power goes back towards the club slightly. How would you have felt if um, Fremantle phoned you up and said, Paul Hazelby, uh, thanks for your time, but we're trading you. You don't get a choice. Depends how it turns out. Like what, From that, you make the best of that opportunity. You go there, it doesn't always work on your terms, but that builds resistance and or re- resilience, sorry, and I guess that's what these guys now have to go through, that they need to go back to their football clubs, uh, swallow their pride and say, boys, I'm here, not only for the short term, hopefully the long term, and they may change their decisions, but you just wonder whether the club, in the back of their mind, they'll be thinking these guys will be out the door as soon as they get a chance next year. Paul Hayes, we there for the dig dial. Before you dig, it is the essential first step. Do not dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. Now, one deal that did get done was Jordan Clark. He is going to the Dockers. He's already here in Western Australia earlier this week. Mark Reddings and Carl Langdon had a chat with him. We'll replay the best bits next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company this Saturday morning. A golden moment for McMahon. Opportunities as good as gold. McMahon, be more. I know plenty of Fremantle fans out there will be hoping there'll be plenty of golden moments. From Jordan Clark, who is the latest Dockers recruit, he caught up with Carl Langdon and Mark Reddings earlier this week. What happened after that first season? Because, mate, I thought you were rolling along really well. You played 18 games in 2019, and then 2020 comes around. You only get three opportunities. And, of course, this season you, you got 11 games that really had to fight for your spot. Yeah, obviously, uh, um, yeah, at the end of 2018, uh, I got a... Pretty nasty, oh, end of 2019, sorry, got a pretty nasty elbow injury which uh, kept me on the sidelines for a little while and um, no, I made it back and um, was played round one and then the COVID lockdown period hit and uh, yeah, just sort of things didn't go my way for a period there and um, yeah, it was a pretty frustrating time for me with a, a positional change as well and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, But no, I'm very grateful for my time at Geelong and uh, it was a great learning curve. Uh, Jordan, Carl mentioned it's been a while you wanted to come home, or certainly on the radar. We thought when you didn't get game time in the back end of this season, particularly finals here in Perth, that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. Was there a time that you thought, well, at the moment I just don't see a future at the Cats? Yeah, I mean, uh, I sort of was, obviously, as you said before, I uh, thought about coming home last year and there was conversations around that and in the end I didn't really entertain the idea of coming home and um, it was sort of about halfway through this year and things started to, um, you know, get a bit tough with COVID and all that sort of stuff and um, lack of opportunities in the senior side probably um, resonated me a bit more. And then obviously, like you said, final series over here and I had to watch my third final series in three years. And, um, yeah, it's pretty tough work. And, um, yeah, when I finally got home, I was able to be around my family and friends and obviously watching footy at Optus and... Um, the crowd and all that, I thought, uh, why not? I might as well jump at the opportunity and come home and um, get to a place that I'm familiar with and try and get back to the way I played footy before um, things went a bit pear-shaped for me. A bit's been made of uh, your relationship with Matthew Scarlett and whether it worked or didn't work. Can you clear clear the air with how you got on with Matty? Yeah, um, personally, on a personal level, me and Scarlett didn't have any real problems with each other at all. It was more just... Um, this got beaten up a fair bit that 
um, he gave me a bit of feedback on what I needed to work on, and um, which I went away and tried to do. But uh, in the end, I, I made more of a positional change um, through um, no fault of either of us, just uh, the way the team needed me. And I went onto the wing, um, and yeah, probably got beaten up um, outright to something it shouldn't have been, to be honest. Hey, going back to about this time yesterday, roughly 24 hours ago anyway, um, were you 100% certain that you were going to get to the Dockers or were you a little bit on the edge of your seat? Um, yeah, I was probably more... Yeah, it's funny, I wasn't really that nervous or anything like that. I sort of backed the guys who were in control of making the decisions and I thought, I know I'll get there and it'll get across the line. It was more just... Um, yeah, obviously, I knew all the way along everyone always says... It's the last hour where everything happens, mate, so just wait until then, and uh, that's pretty much exactly what happened. And, no, I was pretty cool, calm, and uh, collected, and then once the news came, I was pretty stoked. Great to hear from new docker, Jordan Clark. McMahon has opportunities as good as gold. Visit careers.mcmahon.com.au. McMahon, be more. More of Jordan Clark after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Of course, trade week ended on Wednesday evening and Fremantle finally got their man. They left it late. There was a little bit of negotiating by Peter Bell and the Geelong Footy Club, but the Dockers got their man. And that's Jordan Clark, who had a chat with Mark Reddings and Carl Langdon earlier this week. A news update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 1322 34. And Jordan Clark explained why he wanted to come home to Western Australia. Um, yeah, I've had some preliminary conversations with JL about where they want me to play and where they see me fit. And, um, yeah, we've earmarked, obviously, off half-back and um, hopefully more time off half-back than on the wing. But um, I don't really mind where, between those two positions. Um, obviously, at Geelong, I got to play a fair bit on the wing, but um, I'm hoping more time of my time is spent at half-back. Now, I spoke to your mum and dad, by the way, at the Perth Footy Club Ferris to Best on on Saturday night, and of course, mums are like this, but the COVID situation, you touched on briefly, Jordan, but obviously any young man and any young athlete who can't see their family for extended periods of time, it, it plays a part in, I guess, your, your happiness or otherwise. Um, talk us through how that was for you. Yeah, obviously I come from a pretty large family, and um, yeah, at times I'm pretty tight-knit with my siblings and obviously my parents, and um, and I found in my first year, mum and dad were quite, they found it pretty easy to get over and, um, you know, come over every few weeks and be with me and watch games and that footy and that. And um, in the last two years, it probably hasn't gone to plan that well. It's, I don't think I, I was going long time to that seeing mum and dad. And obviously, as a young bloke, when things aren't going so well for you, it can be a bit hard sometimes. So um, just having their support around when I needed it was probably the big thing that um, helped me make my decision to come home. And looking forward, mate, uh, given that you're already at home, uh, when do you start training? Have you got the uh, have you got the program yet? And, and what do you have to do maybe leading up to that to make sure the skinnies are nice and uh, nice and intact once you get there? Uh, yeah, oh, funny enough, I start the program tomorrow morning and um, <laughs> I'll have a run around with the boys and get to know a few of the fellas. But, uh, no, I'll try and keep on top of the skinnies. I'm... Uh, I always watch them post-season. I'll what, try to anyway. What do you think of Fremantle moving into 2022? Obviously, there's an expectation they play finals, and you've got an expectation you're going to play a fair part in that, hopefully. Yeah, obviously, uh, like I said to a lot of people, I haven't come to Freo just to play, uh, get an easy game or something like that. I just want to help the club go forwards and um, progress and play finals and hopefully get to the ultimatum, which is a flag. But, um, yeah, like I said, I've come here to try and... Uh, 
help those around me and join a core group of young players that are on the up and progressing really well. Now, you're moving back in with mum and dad, mate, or you just have decided no, to stay independent and stay out on your own? What's the plan here? Yeah, no, I'm going to get my own place. Um, I'm with mum and dad for the uh, short time thing, the short future, and, um, yeah, I'll uh, get my own place soon, hopefully, and... They move out. Yeah, I've been told you're more independent than your brothers, uh, which is a big thing, and you've uh, you've given them a bit of a hurry up as to how they should uh, get themselves up and about. But the good thing about it, Geordie, is you get to watch them play some footy as well in Perth, hopefully from time to time, a bit more regularly anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, like I said before, a pretty tight-knit family, and I love watching my brothers play footy and that, and um, I was lucky enough to get to see Jai play in the Waffle uh, Reserves this year and win a flag, so um, no, nothing better than watching my brothers play footy and obviously getting around the club that Dad's involved in as well. Former Geelong defender Jordan Clark, now a Fremantle docker. Just listening to him speak there, I think he's got a really bright future at the Dockers. A sports news update for Novus. Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Glass on 13 34. Hayes, that's all we've got time for. We'll do it all again next Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.